Welcome to the Unconventional CEOs Podcast, an uncharted journey through the world of business, life, and everything in between through the lens of two women with ADHD. We're your hosts, Gwen and Latrice, the neurodivergent CEOs who've cracked the code on running successful businesses while managing the beautiful chaos of life. We're here to share our unfiltered experiences, insights, and wisdom with you. Whether you're an entrepreneur seeking unconventional solutions, a fellow neurodivergent CEO looking for inspiration, or someone who loves a good story, you have found your home here with us. So buckle up, get ready to laugh, learn, and if we are lucky, be inspired as we dive into the world of the unconventional CEOs and our latest hyperfixations. Now let's vibe. Hey, Latrice. What up, Gwen? <laughs> what is up? <laughs> uh, I want to talk to you today about imposter syndrome. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes, indeed. And how that manifests itself really in like with ADHD and as being a female leader, business owner, and what that's looked like for you. Have you dealt with it? Have you dealt with imposter syndrome? What? Every other day. Are you serious? Like every other day I'm dealing with imposter syndrome. Every other day I am telling myself what I can't do, why I can't do it. I am way out. I'm I'm overdoing it. Like this is out of my league. Why do I think I can do this thing? I'm not smart enough to do the thing, even though I know I am. But I think that one, I think imposter syndrome is extremely common. Among women, women. for some reason, we have a tendency to second guess everything about ourselves, especially when it comes to the positive things. Wait a second before you go further. But do you think that that's the imposter syndrome is is something that we deal with primarily with just business or in other aspects of our life? Oh, in other aspects of our lives, even as a mom. What? You know how many times I had to say to myself, like, do I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Do I really know what I'm doing? Does anyone know what they're doing? Just, <laughs> I'm trying, but it seems like I can't get it right. Okay. So I don't think it's just business at all. I think, yes, it manifests a lot with business, especially if you're an entrepreneur. We're like academics and things like yeah, that, where like absolutely. achievements are involved. Absolutely. Because one, there are people in your life at some point, they probably told you you couldn't do, you can't do, and you won't do. And then two, it's almost like, well, how how dare you try to accomplish this? Like, who are you to think that you can do such a thing? The audacity, the of, audacity. That, of that goal. <laughs> like, what makes you think you're capable? And having ADHD, you know, it's already been said that people with ADHD have a hard time accepting positive feedback. You know what I mean? So, of course, every other day I'm questioning my own capability. But I think the biggest thing is how do we overcome it? How do we get through it? How do we continue to reach big goals and not be afraid to set big goals? Because just as much as I deal with imposter syndrome, I still do a lot of things that I never thought I would do. And I do it without hesitation because when I'm when I really want to do something, I just go. Despite the fact that I feel like I, I may not be able to accomplish it, I still just go. Because the one thing I think that outweighs my imposter syndrome is regret. I don't want to regret. I don't want to not do Damn. it <laughs> and find out like this could have been great. 
So let me find out if it could be great or not. <laughs> so I don't regret it. Why is my fear of regret like one of the most driving factors for me as a grown woman? Yes, same. I mean, is that healthy? I don't know. But I've be. said yes to a lot of opportunities because I'm like, well, what if? It seems interesting. It seems like I might not like it. So what if it's awesome? I rather would deal with the consequences of it not being awesome than dealing with the consequences of me sitting because I don't know if it's the ADHD. I don't know if it's just me, but the way I will hyperfixate on the regret of not doing something, the way I will like dissect ever like it could have been this, it could have been this. What if it was this? But, but like, and I'll just really like drive myself mad with what it could have been like the potential of the what if rather than just being like having done the thing. I spend more energy having not done it than having just done it, you know? Absolutely. I feel like as a business owner though, one of the ways that I see imposter syndrome manifesting itself with me is me seeking a new certification. Mm. Is me seeking that type of external validation. Yeah. Like I got the seal of approval finally. Like it's official. I can do this now, even though most of the times I've taken a course, I've already known it. I've already been doing it. And so that's, that's almost always like, that's like frustrating in and of itself. Cause it's like, I spent all this money and I know all of this, but at least I got my, at least I got my, like my seal of approval, you know, that like it's official. I do know it, that it's not some sort of like, I didn't just like make this up in my head. People will believe me now, but that's how I really like noticed like I'm doing it again because I started seeking out one more certification. Like, do I need this? Do I need this? Half the time, no. You know? No, you don't. You don't need it. <laughs> but no, I get it because I do the same thing. And it's like that that external validation because I'm feeling like, what else can I do to show that I'm capable? What else can I do to show that, you know, I can handle the things that I am qualified when in all actuality, I'm already qualified. I don't need to do anything extra, but I do need, for some reason, I have that desire to want the external validation and sometimes a waste of money because I don't, I do not always complete things that I start when it comes to courses at all. Mm -hmm. But I also believe that a lot of the times these courses are set up with neurotypical people in mind, not people like me. So I get what I get from it. And then I just, I'm done. I also feel like the successes I feel from any of these like courses or certifications are very short lived as well. Mm. For myself, it's not even, it has nothing to do with anybody else, but I'm like, I'm like, okay, is it still relevant in a year to be saying that like, you know what I mean? And that's my own unrealistic timeline issue because a degree doesn't go away no but I it's it there's some sort of like it's like well I got I did that a year ago or I did that two years ago so I need to go and and find something else like I need to make sure that I'm I'm keeping up that it's still that like I I'm I'm keeping up with anything that's relevant like is the information I have still valid even though I'm doing the thing half of the time (laughs) or been doing it you know do you want to share like how you've gotten over, like, let's say your most recent 
Like, what do you do to talk yourself out of it? <laughs> That's almost the same thing I feel like I do to talk myself into it. <laughs> I honestly, it's a cycle. It's a cycle of the intrusive thoughts of telling me what I can't do, why I can't do it, why I can't accomplish it, like all the reasons why I'm just not cut out, right? But then I counteract <laughs> at the same time where it's like, I also have to reason with myself and be like, well, you've done this, you've done this, you've done this. So if you can do those things, why can't you do this thing? And if you don't at least try, then you really don't know if you can or can't do it. And what's the harm in trying? Because like you said, I'd rather try and not live to regret it. Because one thing for sure is time passes. And the reason why I say that is because there was a lot of things I did not do in the beginning because of how much time it would take. If you would have asked me what I wanted to be when I was a little girl, it changed a lot. But the thing that I, I held on to the longest was a lawyer. And what kept me from being a lawyer by the time I got to college was when they told me I had to do three, three additional years for law school. Fast forward, not only did I get my bachelor's degree, but I got my master's degree. So the time I spent, I could have technically got a law degree. <laughs> mm -hmm. You very well could have. So, and same, I started, I started my PhD in 2016. But I stopped because getting a PhD is another three to four years. Mm -hmm. Had I kept going, I would have it by now. I'd be doctor, Dr. Latrice Prater. So yeah. That's not too late. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about it. That's not too late. And that time is still going to pass. <laughs> time is still going to pass. So very true. But now it's more of like, okay, if I'm going to do something, I have to make sure the reasoning behind it makes sense. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times we do things without intention like we we don't realize the intent like what is the pure intent behind this and how is this going to propel anything forward for me and now I'm trying to be a lot more intentional but it's literally it's like a, a cycle of me having to talk myself off the ledge and just make some type of move I gotta make a move so that's how it looks like when feel myself kind of like seeking that external validation to like, I don't know, make me credible to myself. Right. Because I'm credible to everybody, my clients and my business. Like really, I mean, I have credibility, but it's like, I do this, this thing when I start looking for another course or like going, I mean, gosh, you, I can't even tell you how many certifications I have. But so now after the last one, it was great, but it's like, okay, I talk myself off the ledge of hitting the like enroll button. Like, do I really need this? Is this something that I'm going to do? Okay, maybe it's a yes. Is this something I already know how to do? Really examine this. Because if I look back at a lot of the things that I, and I make myself go through a painful process and I will wait and I will wait now. I make myself wait days before I ever like enroll in anything or sign up for anything. And I've had some expensive lessons, you know, I'm grateful for all of them, like community, all of the things that like I've developed along the way. But for me, it's typically an emotional response. Most of the time, if I give it a day, I'm feeling better. And maybe I've eaten, maybe I had a lack of sleep. Maybe I was just feeling overwhelmed with like, client work or 
dogs or what our family, like insert anything. Most of the time, after a day or two, if I come back to like think about seeking that external validation again, that that emotional response has dissipated. So I make myself be patient. And I like, I really, and I am not always successful, but I've, I've hit purchase on a couple of things where I'm like, why did I do that? You know, why did I just do that to myself? But I can tell you now, like, cause this is like a growth edge for me. Like this is a current thing that I'm, I still very much like struggle with. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you what, like I invested in doing something recently that like I was on the edge of hitting purchase, like sign me up for like a week and a half. And I could tell you that when I eventually did sign up, it felt so grounded. And I know that it's going to be something that really like helps propel me forward, but without the expectation or without that like pressure of seeking that that like check mark of of validation. It feels clean. Like you said, like the intention is different behind it. I definitely agree. But I mean, imposter syndrome is just one of those things that I don't think anybody can avoid, you know? And to be honest, I feel like sometimes it intensifies when you go through bad experiences or when you have a a client and things just weren't aligned. And then like the, the first thing you think of is like, well, am I cut out for this? Should I be doing this? One of my mottos along those lines is nothing will make you question your business more than a bad client. Facts. Facts. Like sometimes it's alignment. So many people that like, it's so true. There is no truer statement with business because it's like, you can know what you're doing. You could be doing the thing for years and years and years, but you get one bad, one client that's problematic that make, that can really like make you question it all. Question, do you know what the hell you're doing? Like, are you good at it? Like not even like, can you navigate your way through it, but are you any good at it? And it's like, it, it's the most detrimental thing I think for is sticking with a client too long because that really just feeds the imposter syndrome. It does. But like I said, sometimes you're just not uh, aligned. Like sometimes it doesn't work because who you are and what you're trying to do doesn't mesh with who they are and what they're looking for. And even for me, like I always tell people now, I understand I am not for everybody and I am okay with that. Mm -hmm. So in business, I try my best to not take anything personal. You know, I can, I can, I can proudly say that of the four years I've been running a business, I can count on one hand how many clients walked away not satisfied versus those who sing, you know, our praises. And I'm okay with that. And and very rarely does the, the, the clients that didn't work out, was it a case of I didn't do what I was supposed to do? You know, very rarely. But it does impact you. It does sometimes make you question like, should I be doing this? And honestly, the only way I get through it is just counteracting, like reminding myself of all the things that I've been successful with, reminding myself of the amazing clients that I do still have that constantly tell me how much 
you know, I've impacted them or my team has impacted them since working with us and realizing that at the end of the day, you know, I have a lot to bring to the table. I have a lot to offer. So I shouldn't doubt it. I shouldn't question it. And I, like I said, I just have to make a move. I got to just keep going. <laughs> One of the things that I do, and even that I've tell my clients, because even my clients deal with imposter syndrome, especially when we're going through their like e- offer ecosystem and we're kind of like planning out the trajectory of their business, especially after a launch that isn't successful as somebody wants for it to be. I have these conversations so much. I'm like, go and read your testimonials. Screen, like I tell my clients to screen capture mm-hmm. and screenshot. Like you have your your testimonials that you like proactively get, but screenshot the like those Slack messages, screenshot those emails and put them in a folder. And that creates a bank for when you're really feeling like shit about something, go and read them. And I do that. Like I will read my testimonial, my client love page. Oh, I love and like it. I've, and, and because it's like, okay, yeah, I have, I do know what I'm doing. Like I've had a problematic like team member or something that's like, which isn't very often, I will say. And at this point in my business, there is, it's not as, it's pretty rare that I really like question because of a client if I'm good at what most of the time, it's some sort of like emotional reactive thing within me where I'm like, am I even good at this? Like, why am I doing this? But I I mean, shoot, I, that's one of like the most, like as far as a tip takeaway, something that like, if you're listening to this, like I highly recommend even personally, you get a text message about somebody being like, oh my gosh, girl, I love you so much. Like, thank you for doing this for me or whatever. Screenshot that and put it in a folder like Google folder or whatever in your photos and and reference it because sometimes we need to like see that people love us and appreciate us and our mind will play tricks on us. Now that you mentioned that, I mean, of course, yes, I, I do go back to like the good things, the good notes I receive from clients and all that. But I just realized I I do the same thing with my husband. When he sends me certain messages, I screenshot them and I keep them. And I have one here from 2018. Okay. This is before I even started my business. And the message was like, don't forget who you are, where you've been and what is meant for you. You are resilient and powerful beyond measure. Sometimes we need to have a little self-righteousness as a reminder of the strength we fought so hard to have today. Keep on pushing trees. There's no room for doubt that cripples your progress. Oh, that is so pretty. That's like so sweet that he sent that to you. And I kept it. So yes. See, like though we have to create that like reference point for us because it's always in our head. It's always, it's always some sort of emotional response like to something. So we have to create like a reference point, a bank of Mm -hmm. When we need it, we're not having to rely on somebody else to get it. It's at our fingertips because we've been proactive in those moments where something's resonated. You screenshot it and you save it for like you've created your bank. Yep. So I don't know. I don't expect to ever stop dealing with this. I'm assuming this is like a lifelong. I will never have the the mentality of I've arrived. <laughs> I don't think me. I don't think I will either. <laughs> I can't see it at all so i i tell you what like if i ever have a 
another a good tip outside of my my reference bank of of positive positive words i'll be sure to share it well there you go folks the best thing we could tell you is imposter syndrome just don't do it <laughs> just don't do just it just don't do it no uh, i'm joking i wish it was that easy <laughs> but it, it's one of those things where it happens so we like you say build a bank of all the beautiful notes that people have sent you telling you how amazing you are. Like keep all of those things so you can reference them because I think that's a good idea. Have like a client, like you said, client love, a love wall, like whatever type of sentimental thing you need to create where you can just see those mementos when you need to. I think that's a good idea, to be honest. And there's, it's, you always end up forgetting the nice things that people say. And so rereading them again creates dopamine like a dopamine hit too that you need that we love to get us through to get that stuff going and you know to, to continue forward so that is very true just do that and to be honest reading that message gave me a lot of dopamine i like my husband right now because of it <laughs> you see i'm telling you it worked it's so great man it's great for all of the relationships like screenshot it i'm telling you you won't be disappointed uh, all righty. We've rattled on probably too long. So whoever's still here, till next time. <laughs> Until next time. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Unconventional CEOs. We hope you enjoy the candid conversations and found inspiration in our unique perspectives. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review if you loved what you heard. Your feedback helps us reach even more listeners who might benefit from our insights. And if you want to stay connected with us in between episodes, you can find us on Instagram at Unconventional CEOs. We're always sharing tips, behind the scenes stories, and more. Until next time, remember your neurodiversity is your strength and success can be created on your own terms. Keep embracing the chaos and don't be afraid to be unconventional.